And here we go. It is Tom Chenault and it's the Network Marketing Leadership Show. And what a day, Adrian. What's it like, man? This is unbelievable. I'm so happy. Adrian's been talking about Rita Davenport for like two weeks because he loves her so much. And I was just flabbergasted that he had such a listening of her and he saw her. She, he thinks she is like this anchor in the profession and so exciting to have her on the show, right? Very, very exciting. Welcome to the show, Rita. Thank you so much, guys. I hope I don't look bad. If I do, see, I have this made up and, and this, this so, saves me a lot of time with makeup and I don't have to glue the eyelashes on. And I just sort of, you know, what do you think guys? Should I keep this look? I think it's the best thing I've ever seen. And I think you're a genius. Just ask me any question you want. You imagine how much time, see I teach time management. So this is the way I save time. And so I can put a mask on over this and here you go. You look. <laughs> cool. So do you know who Doris Wood is? I know that name. Who's Doris Wood? She's 92 this week. She's been in network marketing for over 60 years. She heard you were going to be on and asked if she could be on the air too. And we said yes. Preserve these memories. So you are touching people's souls. And I just wanted you to know that. That feels so good. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That makes my day. Well, it's a fact. She's good. And so what's going on? Where have you been? You're just living your life like a rock star and talk to us about what you've been doing during COVID and how it's affected you. And do you love it? Has it been hard? What's going on? Well, I've, I've picked up my, my former career and I'm back to exotic dancing now. So uh, <laughs> that, why are you laughing? Why are both of y'all laughing? That was, that was supposed to be serious content for this presentation was, you want to see me? In fact, it's kind of hard to keep these clothes on because I'm used to, you know. <laughs> you are fantastic. That is. You know, if you're ever in an accident, all of you women listening right now, if you're ever in an accident, you're laying down on the floor and the paramedics ask you what's your occupation. This happened to me about three years ago. I'm laying there with a broken arm. I tripped on a step and I said, I'm an exotic dancer. I want you to know that within four minutes, 18 more paramedics rushed into the furniture store to see the exotic dancer that was laying on the floor. And uh, then on the way to the hospital, the uh, kind of older paramedic said, um, ma'am, you don't have to answer this, but where do you dance? <laughs> and I thought, you can't see any better than that. <laughs> I mean, you know, really. And he wanted to give me morphine. Thank God I didn't take it. He couldn't have shot morphine in me if he couldn't see better than that. So anytime you're in an accident, say I'm an exotic dancer and you're going to get such treatment you can't believe. Yep. I'm going to have to get my old Chippendales card out. There we go. <laughs> That's exciting, Rita. And uh... so what I'm doing, I'm, I'm uh, working on a new book and I'm also doing a cookbook. I just found out I did a book 30 something years ago. And right now it's called Sourdough Cookery. I found out night before last accidentally, that book is selling for $119 on Amazon. Why? Because sourdough is hot. And I used to go all over the world teaching sourdough cooking. I even named my sourdough Sarah after Sarah in the Bible because she was fertile. She, she was 99 and I wanted my sourdough to be fertile. So I kept it, I named it Sarah. But I was on the Today Show, Good Morning America. I put it one time in the airplane when you could take things on the plane overhead and it started growing. And the sourdough started just coming down the wall of the airplane. <laughs> it started expanding. <laughs> that is that's a tip. Adrian's that's a legendary story right there. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, two books, man. That's very, very cool. And network marketing, are you seeing it just exploding around you? I mean, you are one of the pioneers uh, of the profession. What does that look like to you these days? Well, it's not surprising. It's exactly what I told people. I, I, I said that. First of all, I did a speech a few years ago called Prepare for Impact. And I got the idea from Captain Sully Sullenberg when he landed on the Hudson, like 1549. He told all of his passengers and crew to brace for impact. Well, I developed a speech, it would have been uh, maybe eight years ago, called uh, Prepare for Impact. And uh, this, as bad as it is, we all need to know with every adversity, Tom, there, and Adrian, there's a gift, and, and look for the gift. And there's so much that I have made, try to, you know, make uh, lemonade out of lemons on this situation, because it is, it's a very challenging time. But uh, I keep saying, you know, find something good. Find something, Napoleon Hill said, you know, with every adversity, there's an equal or greater gift. 
and let's keep looking for the gift. So being with you right now is a gift for me. So I'm very grateful. So I am in a position right now where I believe COVID has been the best thing that ever happened in my life. My Alcoholics Anonymous meetings that I used to come to on a sporadic basis and try to help drunks all over the world. I couldn't get them to go to meetings. Now I can have them meet me on Zoom right yeah. there where they are. That's been life changing for me. Every morning I do like, every day I do like six, seven Zooms. I'm talking to more people more authentically on Zooms than I ever did anywhere else because people are actually paying attention. Do you find that to be the case? Well, first of all, the technology is challenging for somebody like me that is kind of text hearted when it comes to doing all of this. I mean, I, I'm, I'm scrambling. And I've said what's happening on Facebook. It can be, Tom, I'll be honest with you, it can be waste book if you're not careful. But I did a quote that got 620 hits on it that says, may your life someday be as perfect as you pretend on Facebook. Cool. So a lot of this is that nobody's really seeing, you know, th there's a, a real connection, you know, I, I taught this, this industry, I taught to have a heart to heart, belly to belly business. And so with the technology, we all have to change the way we did it. And I, I do feel that uh, as far as the live programs, you know, uh, those of us that are speakers have had programs have 40,000 people in the audience actually, but it's never gonna be the same Tom, because we all realize how easy this is now to motivate, train, inspire and follow up by clicking a few buttons and not having to get on the airplane, go into a hotel, you know, da, 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 da. You can, and, and so I, I say exactly what you're saying. We are more connected now than others, than other times. I make myself call at least three people every single day that I haven't talked to. Some, it was, you know, in high school, I hadn't talked to them. And it is amazing what you learn. I called a, a guy that I did a speech for when he was running for president of the student body in my high school and he became the president of the largest oil company in America. And I called to tell him, do you remember when I gave that speech and you got elected? I hadn't, I had no, I would have never talked to him if we weren't in shutdown. It's so just like you, it's, it's just amazing what I'm getting out of this. And I keep saying, keep finding something good about this because it's gotta be something good because you know, look for it. Well, I'm so much more time efficient too. And yeah. I'm doing exactly the same thing. I had four guys from grade school come down to my house for lunch and they didn't have any, they thought they were going to get a multi-level marketing presentation or something. <laughs> to lunch and hear about their lives, but it was so rich and it was so beautiful. I finally have time for what's important in my life and in your, yours and my lingos, that's our Rolodex. We're finally able to go back in and nurture those relationships we've forgotten about, right? And it just shocks people. I, I, I called Dr. Kevin Lehman the, uh, uh, the other day, Dr. Kevin Lehman, who used to, he wrote the birth order books and he's been on my show. And uh, I, I, I'm, I'm amazed at the people that I call that never dreamed. And if I have their contact information, like you said, I just store, go through it and say, okay, who am I going to call now? Uh, Tom Barrett called him the other day. Uh, I don't know if you've interviewed him. He'd be a great interview for you, by the way. And uh, it's just... Just like you're saying, um, I, I'm, I'm really hyper about all this. I'm trying to, you know, make sure other people get the message that we're giving right now. I learned something. This came into my subconscious and I'm going to do a Facebook live on it later today. Because I'm more connected than I've ever been in my life. And I'm a very connected guy. Yes. I was thinking about more connected people. And it finally dawned on me that those people are not more connected than me. They've got maybe more people that are connections, but they're not connected. They don't have rich relationships where if I call Rita Davenport on the phone, the first thing I'm gonna do is bring up Tina Beer's name. I'm gonna look for deep relatedness in two seconds because we are connected like authentically, not just by the fact that we've got our names in the Rolodex and we re recognize each other's name. Speak to being authentic and real with people, will you please? Because it's so important. Well, first of all, People accuse me of opening my kimono a lot because I am very transparent. I mean, what you see is what you get and not much fun, phony going on here. But I think being connected to people, it's very important that you're careful who you connect with, first of all, because one pessimist can pull 10 optimists down easier than 10 optimists can pull one pessimist up. And there have been people in my lifetime, I'll be honest, that I've had to bless and release because 
they would drag you down. You know, they, they, they don't have that optimism gift, and it is a gift. But I think that being connected right now, there's just six degrees of separation among all of us. You yep. meet the same people going down, you meet going up. People say, why are you so nice to that heifer? Do you know what she said or done? And I'm saying, you know what? Hurt people hurt people. And I'm a very forgiving person. And I have my number one mental adjustment for prosperity has always been gratitude. And I learn from people like that what not to do. But I think that it right now, being connected, people are are grieving and lonely and hungry to know that uh, that they're appreciated that, that you know uh william james the father of psychology was on his deathbed he was writing his very last book man's search for meaning in life and somebody sent him a pot of azaleas and he was writing a note he said to his research assistant i just realized what everybody wants is appreciation and it is you know i I've been known to give a quote that people work harder for praises than they do for raises. And everybody's got an invisible sign on that says, make me feel important. And everybody can do that to somebody you come around. I, I was waiting for my car at valet parking and an older man came over and he was kind of crippled. He was on a walker and he stood there and he looked me up and down and finally he said, lady, I just love the color of your toenail polish. So he had to go all the way down before he found something that he could tell me looked good. And I threw my arms around him. I hugged him. I didn't care if it's COVID, no matter what, I was going to give him a hug because he found something good to say about me. And it's just such a, a lesson for all of us to even be able to make it up, which he probably had to. He might not like that particular color. But anyway, it's just that that has been, you know, Tom, I was in, in high school and college. I was in some beauty contests. I never won anything, which meant, you know, you had no talent, you weren't that good looking, you were fat chesty, but you were nicer than heck. Because I won Miss Congeniality and three beauty contests. Never won a beauty contest. But I got something out of being nice to people. And you just, it just makes, you get more out of it than they do. I'll say that. What was the question? So completely. <laughs> a break, but talk about that a little that, bit. I just, I, I, you have, have such a disarming way about you, first of all. I just love it. But it, it is so true that you, you know, just there's such there's such a huge amount of value in making people feel important and learning how to do it authentically. You know, you, you get so much out of what you give to, you know, it's just it, it all comes around so quickly. It's such a beautiful thing. So we're going to take a quick break on the Network Marketing Leadership Show. We are on the Genesis Communication Network and thank you, Ted Anderson. We love you, and we will be back right after this. Beautiful job. And we're back. Okay, so we're in the commercial now, everybody, so we can talk about you. Hello, Michelle Poe, you little She's angel. The best. Hello, Kim Calabrese. I heard you're coming to Colorado. Victor, I heard we're going to have you on the radio, and I'm just looking at people on Facebook right now. Rita Davenport is one of the great women of all time, and I love the way this show is going because it's all about human connection. And... If you do anything in your life, enrich your relationships, because I guarantee you, what you like most about Tom Chenault is what Tom Chenault remembers about you. And that's every living human being. Yeah. And you just need to know. The second I mentioned Tina Beer's name to Rita, her face lit up. Yeah. I just talked to her yesterday, and Mark Victor Hansen and his wife, Crystal, remember? Yeah. Talking about her. I mean, unbelievable. it's unbelievable how connected you are with fond thoughts, not just a number in a phone. Talk about what you're doing. Why, first of all, I just I, I want to commend you, Rita, for doing what you're doing, because I, I think, you know, I, I just had a, it was actually my birthday on Sunday. And so I, I got a bunch of phone calls from people that I really didn't expect to hear from. And I think there is a little bit of a silver lining that I don't remember getting that many phone calls in years past. And I think it's partly a function of that the, the best kind of people are going out of their way to do that. But I want to commend you because, you know, there's no reason that you have to go and be picking up the phone to these old friends. There's no reason that you have to be going out of your way to do that. But I'm, I would bet you do it because it's fun and because it makes you feel good and because it, it gives you this sense of connection. But it's such a tremendous gift to other people and it just, it makes for, it makes the world a better place, doesn't it? Yes, yes. I, I, I do know that people right now are hungry to hear from you and, and need that support and understanding and they just need that connection it's so 
it, it is a, a different time in the world because people are not out and about like they were before. But that heart is still there and that heart still needs to know that you care about that person. It's, it's more important now than ever. And ever in my life it is, much more. A hundred percent right. And so what contact mapping does and, and what's so fun about the world that we have been able to create through this little piece of software that we have is that it allows you as you go back and make those connections instead of it being kind of this you know fleeting thing that's a beautiful moment in itself but that kind of just you know passes and and it's it's behind you and maybe you don't ever talk to that person again or whatever you actually it gives you a really easy way to remember a little bit of their story to remember the name of their spouse to remember that funny story that they mentioned to you or whatever it is that are the things that matter that you want to that you want to be able to come back to in that conversation and then inevitably that person, you know, flits through your head again in a year or what, you know, however long it is, you set yourself a reminder and to be able to get back to that place of, you know, we, you mentioned, you know, this story or the, you know, the, the, the face mask that you held up at the beginning of the call, whatever it is that I want to remember those things and to be able to get back to that place of relatedness with every person that I come in contact with. And it just keeps the, and, you know, instead of it just being these little drops, you actually start creating almost like a snowball right where you're you're able to build on that relationship with every interaction and turn it into something where it's it, it has a lasting impact quality of conversation comes from interested not interesting hire your ears fire your lips fire your brain hire your heart and you win and love like crazy then love more that's yeah. all of our mottos and if we can live with that, it's, it's a better place. And we can get rid of all this hate and all this destruction. So do you have a website? Yep. So go to contactmapping.com slash free. It's right there on the screen. So that helps as well. And go, it's completely free for you to try this thing out, to see what we're up to. And you know, if you want to be like Rita, if you want to do what she's doing, she is, this is, she is embodying what we're up to. So you're awesome, Rita. Yeah. And we're coming right back. She needs to be our poster girl. <laughs> And we're back. It's the Network Marketing Leadership Show with Adrian Chenault, Tom Chenault, and the great Rita Davenport. I have three different text messages taking major exception to the fact that you were Miss Congeniality in the beauty contest. They said you also won. And two of the three, well, that's two of the three, two of the three, want you to tell the real story behind that song with Dolly Parton. <laughs> well, in high school, uh, actually, from the fourth grade, um, I had a, a, a boyfriend by the name of Carl Dean. And Carl Dean's daddy was my Sunday school teacher. And Carl Dean was actually voted wittiest in our senior class, so we had a lot in common. And um, we, we dated, and um, Carl Dean, one time uh, I came home, and he and my mom were sitting on the porch smoking. Carl Dean smoked. I didn't smoke. If you don't smoke, it's like kissing an ashtray when you kiss somebody that smokes. I mean, I just have to tell you. Anyway. I tried to get Carl Dean to quit, by the way, I loved him. But anyway, uh, he gave my mom a $2 bill, and he said, I never want you to be broke. And uh, later, much, much later, my mother, when she passed away, I buried her with the $2 bill that Carl Dean gave her, because Carl Dean went on to marry Dolly Parton. And so when Dolly Parton uh, came on my TV show, when I did local uh, TV show here, uh, her agent called, said, very kind, would, would you like to have Dolly Parton on your show? And I said, oh, let me think about, oh yeah, okay, I like to have her on the show. So when she, she came on to perform, y'all, and she grabbed the guitar, and I said to her, Dolly, I never understood why a guitar was cut out till I saw you grab that one. I said, now, now I know why they're cut out. I mean, why would they have to be cut out? She said, well, you just say anything, don't you? And I said, well, pretty much. And I said, are those breasts real? I mean, really. I mean, cause I just wonder if she ever rolled over in the night, how she'd get back up. I mean, you know, how you get yourself pulled back around. Anyway, <laughs> said, well, if they weren't, I'd, I'd make them this way too. So she invited me to come uh, when she performed here about four years ago. I took my daughter-in-law, my husband has something to do. And she invited me to come backstage. The agent came out and she called all the crew, everybody come over here, come over here. Y'all have always wondered you know, because she writes, she's written over 3,000 songs. And every song she writes, there's something about her in the song. She said, y'all have always wondered who the real Jolene is. 
And I was the only girl he had ever dated before they met and got married. And they got married a year after I got married. My husband, who I've been married to now since a long time. Anyway, she said, the real Jolene is right here. It's Rita Davenport. Well, they all start cheering. And my, my uh, daughter-in-law is, her fingers are smoking, texting her friends. My mother-in-law is Jolene. You know? <laughs> and I thought, well, that's really nice because my name's not Jolene. But every day she got the name from a little girl she met at, at an event one time. So I got 2,000 people in the auditorium, and I have front row seats. She got me front row seats. She, she's a real deal, y'all. What you see is what you get with Dolly. She really, well, I mean, she's a real deal, but she's, what you know, very authentic. Anyway, she said, okay, audience in Phoenix, you've always wondered who the real Jolene is. Well, she happens to be in this audience, and she had me stand up in front of 2,000 people. I'm the real Jolene. So... I'm telling you, it's, it's rebooted my career. I may change my name to Jolene Davenport. I've been thinking about that too, get everybody to understand. But if you had known Carl, he was, I, I've got so many little gifts that he gave me, charm bracelet. One time he sent me a postcard, but he was visiting in Florida. I said, Carl Dean, I didn't get it. And he said, I said, what address did you use? He said, I just wrote your name on it. I said, I'm not that famous in Nashville that I'm going to get a, a card just because I have the name on it. But it was, uh, it was just amazing for her to announce that. So I don't know where this is going to lead because she just did another TV on, you've seen it on Netflix, and she's rocking it. She's just, I mean, way, way to go, Dolly. Way to go. Both of you are timeless and ageless, and that is so cool. I had, I had, so it was, I can't remember if it was Mark or Crystal, but it told us that story, which just blew my mind. But I, I'm even, my mind's even more blown that you didn't even, that that only happened a few years ago. And oh, yeah, yeah. I, did, I didn't know. I didn't know until she announced it to an audience. I did know that I had dated Carl, and uh, just, he was wonderful. As I said, his daddy was my Sunday school teacher. You know, we go back a long way. And, um, but anyway, the smoking kind of broke us up. I'm gonna be honest with you, but God, how is, uh, never mind. I'm not saying anybody else smokes, but some people do smoke. But back then people didn't know how dangerous. Now they know that smoking causes you not to be able to hear or see. That's the only reasons that smokers have not seen or heard the Surgeon General's report. It's been out now since about 1939. So they obviously can't hear and see. <laughs> so you're probably wondering what this has got to do with the network marketing leader yes. show. And I am going to tell you, it's got everything to do with it because all this business is, is telling stories, relatedness, being all heart and no brain. And I'm not saying that about you, but you're a very brilliant woman, but you absolutely let your love shine through more than anything that's going to separate you from anybody. And all of you listening out there and I'm looking at all the comments and I love you. And I am going to tell you, her secret sauce is that unbelievable, unbelievable heart. She just loves people to the point she started as a distributor, ended up president of the network marketing, a giant network marketing company. This woman is the real deal. We're coming back right after this. It's the Network Marketing Leadership Show. Nailed it. Stuck the land. Beautiful. He was, he was kicking me because I was going to miss the commercial break. <laughs> right there. So take it away, Mr. Contact Mapper. Wow. I just, yeah, I'm totally, I, I'm Nobody uh, starstruck. <laughs> so here, here's what I'd love to, to ask you because, you know, there's an element where you had already, you know, achieved fame. You had already done all of these things in your career. And so what was it about network marketing that attracted you first to become a distributor and, and then... You know, what was your key to success that led to you having all, you know, rising to the very top? Well, first of all, the reason I did it, what I did wasn't duplicatable. I have a sister with an eighth grade education, got married at 14. She didn't have to, she didn't have a baby until she was 18, but my mother was abusive and she found a wonderful Marine and they were married 69 years. And I wanted to help my family. It was always about helping my family. And I couldn't say, oh yeah, you can do speeches. Uh, you can write books. 
you can do a, you know, a television show. Hey, you could do an infomercial. Oh, you could syndicate a TV show. So what this industry is that I love about it, because I was, I was raised poor. There's a difference in poor and poor. Poor is worse off than poor. I was raised poor. And I, I was a social worker when I got out of college. And I knew welfare wasn't the answer. But this was. It was a level playing field. Nobody had to have a certain degree. You had to have a certain IQ. You had to be beautiful. You had to be tall, skinny, fat. It doesn't matter anybody that wants this the world steps aside in this industry the the person that knows where they're going you got lead follow and you got lead and and follow and follow up but i just knew that this was it and i had spoken for all the major companies so i i'd spoken for uh, uh this company and they'd given me products and i talked about it and then i get a call from my sister that my brother-in-law had open heart surgery and she was working at, um, I think it was Kmart, making minimum wage, and I knew I was going to have to help them. And I told her about this business, and I said, she said, I can't do that. She said, you know, look at you. I said, every whale knows a minnow, and every minnow knows a whale. And I said, you happen to know a whale, and I have connections. And I did. I was number one in sales and sponsoring. The company was only doing about a million dollars a month, not even that. And we got it to $980 million. <laughs> and I, they told me when I retired that 78% of all the, the success line, I never called it downline, it was success line to me, was a result of what I brought to the table. So I, it was just my way of doing social work and that people that, you know, life is a choice and you're where you are today because of your choices. But this, I mean, you could start a business, I think mean, it was $50. And I, I bought like a, I don't know, $500 or something worth of, I bought product to use and to sell. And, and my first check was only $15. My husband said, what is this? You, you know, I was getting pretty high speaking fees and infomercial. We were selling sometimes a million dollars a day and, and CDs. And I'm like, he said, what are you doing this for? And I said, I'll show you. You know, every successful person has sometimes been subjected to prejudice or felt inferior. He made me feel inferior. The next month, I doubled my check. I made over $30 the next month. <laughs> and he said, oh, my God, this is some nonprofit you've gotten into. Well, within, within six months, I was at a six-figure income, whatever that is. But I was doing really well and I, because you have to walk your talk. And that's the difference. I, I, I have hired speakers, and I get tickled because they teach it but they never walked it. So I have walked the talk and I could do it again. I sponsored 33 in one day. I was so ticked because my goal was 35. I only sponsored 33 in one day. And seven of those people still are active. Can you imagine that you, you know, people are working like this and because of what you teach them, because I was a teacher, I was teaching junior college and high school, and I don't get a percentage of anything that anybody made back in those days. But in this business, you help people and then you know, you do what you can do, and then they will give back to you. Do what you don't want to do, I say, for a little while, so you can do what you want to do forever. Because this business is not easy. I say, if it was easy, it would be sleazy. It, it takes one ingredient to do this business, and that is courage. You got to have it in your giddy-up. You got to have a swagger about you. I would tell somebody, when somebody says, what position are you in that company? Think of the top position and say, I'm in qualification or whatever it is, national vice president. Well, you might be just a consultant getting started, but you're in qualification always. And that's, you know, I interviewed Muhammad Ali and he would say, I'm the greatest. And he became the greatest boxer the world's ever seen because, by the way, he was a neighbor. He lived about $3 million down from my house. But anyway, he was, I'm the greatest, I'm the greatest. And he became the greatest boxer. Mind your mind, energy follows thought. What you think about, you bring, which I'm gonna wear you out. Do you have another question? No. <laughs> And we're back. It's the Network Marketing Leadership Show. We have got the one and only Rita Davenport and Tina Beer. I just saw you're out there. That's exciting news. Oh, yay. <laughs> it's just really, really cool seeing all the people from all over the world that love this woman, Rita Davenport. And if you've got a chance, get to her website. She is a rock star. It's probably RitaDavenport.com. So somebody put that. Rita Davenport at Cox. Oh, no, that's fine. You can read <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to do that. <laughs> woman is unbelievable. And everybody out there needs to understand that that exuberance that she has right now is something that 
set her apart from the crowd. It was nothing else. She's beautiful. She's smart. She's got all that stuff going on. Look at that. But the fact of the matter is, it's that fire in her eye. And you guys sense it. Every one of us do. But every one of us can call that out. And she talked about something interesting called follow-up. Yeah. That I did you, did you key on that? Yeah. Ask her about that. Yeah. You, so you said, uh, you, we were talking during the break, you said that in network marketing, the three things you got to do are lead, follow, and follow-up. Oh. Sell, sponsor, and follow up. Sell, sponsor, and follow up is what I meant to say. All right. I, I meant to say. And Sell, sponsor, and follow up. That is it. And so why is follow up so important? Well, it's the most important part. Most people don't. Most people quit after the first no, by the way. And I love what Tom said about unbelievable. Anytime anybody asks you how your business is doing, you always say, unbelievable it could be unbelievably good or it could be in a tank right now but you always say unbelievable because people want to associate with people that are optimistic and you know uh, excited about you got it most people get so beat up with the first no that's it i mean there's statistics hardly anybody gets past nine i'd get a no i'd somebody tell me no i'd say Oh, thank you so much. I didn't want you to join my business because you would drag the reputation down of my business. This was just a practice. I was just feeling sorry for you. I was just going to offer you the business because you were so pitiful. But thank you for saying no. Then I'll go on and talk to somebody that really can use this, that needs it. And that's exactly the way I felt that. I did not, if somebody said no, that made me more determined. My next door neighbor, I'd have her never did sign up under me. She signed up under somebody else. And I said, how did you do that? We carpool together. She said, well, you didn't need it because you, I said, you're right. I am so glad you helped somebody else that I didn't need this. But I think the follow up is always circling back and being still because they, most people think this is just, you know, what's she doing this for? She didn't have to do this. Yes, I did. I was driven to do this because it makes a difference, not just a living. I can make a living. I mean, I've been working since I was 12 years old. I know how to make a living. But this is making a difference. Do you know how good it feels to see the lives change because of this business for people that didn't have a rat's chance before they got into this? Now they own their own business. They don't have to have the overhead. They don't have to have all the risk and everything. And they can, you know, sell, sponsor, and follow up. One, two, three. That's all you have to do. And the follow-up is the most important part of this business because most people don't do it. They're lazy. You know, get your ask in gear, as I'm, our friends Mark Victor Hansen and I just talked about. They, you know, I'll take anything, any personality fault, whatever, but lazy, I can't take that one. Because how dare you, how do you sleep at night knowing that people can benefit from this business and have a life, a quality life? Life is a choice. And you're where you are today because of your choices. And you've got to get your ask in gear and everybody I mean I got stopped with a traffic ticket one time and I was asking the cop about him and his wife joining my business <laughs> I mean, you can't make stuff up like this folks <laughs> I'm sorry I'm talking too much Bill mechanic wasn't your dad a car an auto, a car mechanic my daddy was a mechanic yeah and the story I don't know where you probably heard this but my daddy would stop and help everybody with car trouble and I'd say daddy we're gonna be late do you have to stop and help everybody in the free world that's got a car problem and he'd say yes little lady I do because someday you might be out on a highway and somebody's gonna stop and help you and you know what I've been out on the highway for and had car trouble and the bad daddy the, the people that my daddy stopped to help were nowhere around there wasn't any, but somebody else always would stop and I would say thank you daddy Thank you, Daddy. Truly, what goes around comes around. Best example ever that he taught me to do for people before you need it, and then when you need it, it'll come back to you in some way, in some way. Contactmapping.com, other than Wayne. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, it, you know, it, it's, it's so true. And I think sometimes we have to, you know, I, I love that you got fiery about that because Sometimes we do. We need you. You need to understand that you playing it small is not just robbing yourself. It's robbing the universe of what you should have been bringing to the table, and whatever pity party story that you're telling yourself about why you can't get there and why you can't do it and all this stuff is just a total hoax that is bigger than just you. And so you got to stop phoning it in like that, right? 
Yeah, and I, I'm struck by it. I wasn't really listening to you. Because <laughs> I'm stuck in a thought about the legacy of her, of a Ron Henley, of a Larry and Taylor Thompson, of a Mark Victor Hansen. And all you young pups are coming up through this business. And I just love the fact that somebody is out there like Rita with a message of integrity, communication, follow-up, love, that enthusiasm and grab it. You know, this is not an entitled business. This is a hard-earned business that's worth it. Right, Rita? It, it, you know what? I don't know anything any tougher, but you just said the word love. You know, I get teased because every communication I signed it, love you. I, I, was, uh, I was getting booked for a speech for a company, Greyhound. You heard that name before a long time ago. And I hung up talking to the owner of the company and I said, love you. He called me back. He said, nobody's ever said that to me. So I do that when I'm talking to anybody, love you. And this is a business that, you know, the more you put into it, but it, it is all about love, love of the product, love of the people, love of the opportunity. But if you took everything away from this industry, if you said, we're going to take away the recognition, we're going to take away the travel, we're going to take away the cars, we're going to take away all this. The one thing that you're going to get most out of this business is the social interaction. You're building an amazing family that you choose. And remember I said earlier, life is a choice. And it is remarkable what kind of enrichment this opportunity gives you for your life. I don't, I don't even know how people cannot join it when they see the, ap the absolute opportunity of the social interaction and the love. Because this business works if you do. And that's just the way it is. And and it is a numbers game. You were saying something a while ago about, you know, bottom line for it, it's a numbers game. And the one that wins simply talks to the most people. Every time you open your mouth, money goes in or out by what you say. And God gave us two ears. You were talking about that. And one mouth was supposed to listen. It means ask questions. Listen twice as much as you talk. I interviewed Milton Burrell, a famous actor one time. And he said, you're the best interviewer I've ever heard. And I said, he said, I've never been interviewed by somebody as good as you. And I said, my God, what, why are you saying that? And he said, because you listen. You actually listen as I'm answering a question. You're not just jumping on to the next one. And I would listen to people and find out what do they need that I can provide an answer for. Unless you listen to them, you don't know what they want or need or what's going to be attractive to them. So listen more than you talk, which is hard for For not listening to you a minute ago. <laughs> so here's the deal. And... Mark Victor Hansen, the first time I ever interviewed him, he inter I interviewed him with Art Linkletter. Mm -hmm. Remember him? I interviewed Art Linkletter, too. And I know about the connection. I, I had a couple friends that wanted me. Art, my gosh, that goes back 100 years. But yes, I interviewed Art Linkletter, too. Yeah, that was a lot I of... I Mark's connection with him. Yeah. So the all of you out there, there is no reason that you can't be a Rita Davenport. That's right. No chance. Absolutely. And what I'm so proud of is that you're picking that up. I mean, he was a tightly wound corporate America guy who decided to fire his brain, hire his heart, and enter this space to make a difference, to leave a legacy of communication with human beings between human beings because he realized he could make a far bigger difference, maybe less money, but you sure feel better about your life, don't you? Completely, completely agree. And you know, one of the other things that you said earlier that, that really resonated with me is, I can't remember exactly how you put it, but you said, you know, every minnow knows a whale. And you know, the way that you, be, the way you move up that chain is that you start contributing back into the lives of others and they start coming back to you for help. And like everything, it all is so completely interconnected. Yes. You know, what I love is that, you know, you're now that whale and you're not just going and, you know, eating up all the guppies. Instead, you're out there helping <laughs> and figuring out how to make people help people to better themselves. And that's what it's all about. And when you look at people like Rita, when you look at people like Mark Victor Hansen, when you look at people like my dad who have done it, who got the hard yards, who didn't go and just, you know, trade on whatever reputation they had but actually went and got their you know got their hands dirty went out there and did it the ones that you respect the most are the ones who are out there still contributing still trying to help other people to better themselves and the way to become like them is to do it before you have that status and that's the thing that i've learned over and over again having come out of the corporate world into the network marketing space into this space of servant leadership is that nobody cares 
you know, nobody cares that I'm his son at the end of the day. What they care about is, do I care about them? Do I know their story? Can I help them get where they want to go? That's what it's all about. That's Rita Davenport. That's you. Well, it, it, the main thing that all of you listening that are in the industry need to know, what gets you to a level doesn't keep you there. You've got to be constantly growing your business. So every day is an opportunity not only to make a difference, but to live your life with the example of following up and, you know, selling and sponsoring and following up. But you've got to be always growing. I, I mean, people say, why? I, a friend of my husband, he was golfer with my husband, and he was owner of a big company, and he said, I think since Rita's gotten in this network marketing thing, she needs counseling. That's all she talks about. But everybody I saw needed the business. They either needed the product, they needed the social interaction, or they needed the income, and they needed the opportunity. It's unlimited. So how can I, if I care about you, for God's sakes, I'm gonna tell you about this industry because I don't know anything better. If I knew something better, I'd tell you that too. But I don't know anything better. And why are you stopped? Because you're scared. You gotta have the courage I talk about. And yep, mark those people off next. Learn the four letter word next in this industry. Who do I talk to next? And every, and every problem that you've got in your life can be solved. If it's your websites, if your company, whatever it is in your life, just talk to more people. The more people that you talk to, it's going to solve every problem because you're not going to have time to trip over the mouse turds anymore. You are going to be stepping up to the plate. That's the story every day. I mean, I wake up every day in his app with 35 follow-ups of people I've got to touch. And then I go try to find two or three more new ones every day that I can add to that rotation because I am given to making a difference on the planet, just like Rita. We're going to come back right after this. This is Genesis Communication Network. Thank you, Ted Ann. Anderson. It's Adrian Chenault, Tom Chenault, Rita Davenport. We'll be right back. Okay. Nailed it. Take it away. Great job. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I, I love what you're talking about. And you know, as you think about somebody who's earlier on, right? Somebody who doesn't necessarily feel like they've got a million people just dying to hear from them on the phone that are trying to get out there and say, who do I go and talk to? How do I go and, and do what you do or do what you did to get where I want to go? You know, what do you say to that person? How do they go and start showing up bigger in relationships with other people? Well, first of all, Zig Ziglar was a dear friend of mine. And as Zig would say, you got to circulate to percolate. And honest to God, of all the things that I do, and you know, I know it embarrasses my family sometimes because I talk to a stranger. I talk to that wall over there 15 minutes, but I talk to everybody I come in contact with. So I think that being out and about and being, and, and you know, if that's not your personality, because it's not for everybody, act as if, act as if you were the top person in your company. Wouldn't you be proud of it, bragging about it, and telling people this is what you need to do to get to this level? Yeah, I think so. So I think act as if, there's a note on my screen, I don't know if it's, uh, Okay, I don't know what that means. But anyway, I'm getting a note. Uh, I'll go do something, let me know. Uh, but anyway, I think that, that you, you do need, you need to be out and talking to er everybody has got skin and hair and health, weight, you know, products that are represented on this right now that people listen to take care of everything from the rooter to the tutor. I mean, there's not anything that is left out. So how, how can you not find something that you can talk about to people that you come, so I think just being out and about is the most, and calling people, and then, like I said, following up with them. Remember, I told you I'm so excited. Let me tell you about this. You've got to be a product of the product. You've got to see improvement, and you got to talk about it. You got to love what you do. You got to really respect what you do. And a lot of people don't. They don't. They don't feel. Oh, you know, I don't have a PhD, or you know, I don't. I'm not this, that, and the other. I'm not Bill Gates. Really. You're given so much talent when you're born and all you're expected to use is that. And I talk about money a lot because money's not everything, folks. I, I got a lot of money from this quote. Money's not everything, but it's right up there with oxygen. <laughs> I, I, I'm not kidding. It's full page in the Wall Street Journal, full page in the USA Today. Les Brown always gives me credit for money's not everything, but it's right up there with oxygen. But, you know, it is true. Money's not important unless you don't have any, it's kind of like sex. It's not important unless you don't have any. So you gotta have some money and you gotta always, always live below your means. I always did that. Always tip the maid anytime you travel. I always tip, I tip probably more than my husband feels comfortable with because he is so tight he unscrews his socks at night, but I'm not. 
So I believe in giving and, and making people feel good about where they are, no matter what level of life they are. So it's contagious for me. It, it is. And it, you know, what goes around comes around. The more, the more you start showing up like that in the world, the it, yeah. it just, the more it, you give, the more you get, the more you give, the more you get, unless you give to get, then you will get. Right. You're going to come That's, back. You want to talk about, we're not, we're still coming. We got, we got 30 seconds. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. That, that, that is so amazing. And I just, you know, I, I can't encourage you enough to listen to what Rita has to say, because if, if you do that, if you get your heart right, it, it just, it, it turns on a dime, right? If, if you give to get, then if you give with a what's in it for me mentality, it just, it kills the whole thing. But as soon as you make that shift, it's, it's almost freaky how quickly it changes. So we're going to come back to the, to the main part of the show here in just a second. Go to contactmapping.com slash free. We want you to have it for free. Go check this thing out. You're going to love it. We're coming right back. And we're back. Final segment, Network Marketing Leadership Show with the one and only Rita Davenport. And I am telling you one thing right now. I can't think of a more fun show or person or somebody that we more looked forward to than this woman. Because what she's done as a servant leader for the profession. And I have seen her at GoPro. I've seen her at the ANMP. I've seen her at company events. Every time she speaks, the world listens because she's all heart and she is relatable. And everybody in that audience says, I can do that. And I want you to think about that a little bit because what is stopping you? There can't be one thing because look at Rita. Put together, beautiful, got some dough. You guys know all that but you can tell that it's all her heart that drives things and it's not changed. She talks to people, she loves them, she listens to them, she documents them and she follows them up. That's all you do, right? That's right. And you know, you used the word fear. Tom, you're so good. I get so much good stuff from you, but fear. And fear is paralyzing and fear represents false evidence appearing real. And when you have that fear, you have to over, to feel good about yourself, you have to overcome the fear that's holding you back. Yeah, I mean, this is a business, as I said at the very beginning, takes courage, but you gotta wanna, you gotta be hungry. I looked at this business to save my sister's life. I encouraged her to get into this business. She said, it's good enough for me, and I'll be good enough for you, Heifer. So then she sponsored me into the business, and I said, I I'll show you, this does work. And she would go, wow, you're right. You've been talking about this stuff for years, but I could apply it hands on to this business that anybody that wanted it bad enough, uh, you get what's called an illumination. You get an aha. Oh yeah. I need to call that person. It's an aha moment, but you got to ask, okay, what do I do next? God, tell, tell me, tell me who I talk to next. Cause you're, you're always, I mean, I interviewed Eddie Bracken, the famous actor. This is my third Zoom call day, so I might have told you this. But, but I asked him, I said, I get scared sometimes. I'm insecure. And he said, put your fingers right here and feel your pulse. He said, Rita, that's the presence of God within you. You're never doing anything by yourself. So when you make a call, you reach out to say, I'm not by myself. You think I could do this? Are you kidding me? I couldn't do jack unless I had that presence within me that, I, that gives me courage and makes me fearless and makes me never give up it makes me be enthusiastic and excited about what I'm doing. People want to be around people like that. Okay. I'm wearing you out. I'm sorry. It's stuck in my head. You're, <laughs> you are clearly a senior citizen. All your friends are senior citizens. And they're not relevant anymore. They're sitting in the lazy bow chair, especially the men. They retire. They're playing golf. Their complete relevance is gone. You've never been more relevant than you are right now. People, I mean, all of you people like me are the same thing. I've never been more relevant. I'm 69 years old and I have never been more on top of my game as a result of this unbelievable profession I'm in, as a result of his company contact mapping, as a result of Alcoholics Anonymous, where I can still make a difference with a 20 year old drunk. I like being in the game and that's what this business lets you do, right Rita? Is never have to retire out of it. You can retire into it. First of all, um, I, I've never believed in retirement. It's not in the Bible. I will say that. And uh, uh, Lou Holtz, and well, I, I, I've heard him talk about never, I would never even think about retirement because if you retire, you expire. But I've also kept uh, friendships with younger people, all different people from all different walks of life. 
um, Bear Bryant was the one that I, I heard him speak one time. And Bear Bryant said, retire, I wouldn't live a week. He lived 10 days after he retired. And this is what's so good about this business. You don't have to retire. I got a call from an 87-year-old. By the way, you said you were 69, I think you said, 69. Uh, I've got cookie sheets that old. Anyway, I, I got a call the other day from a, a lady that, you know, she's almost 90. And, uh, and she's still working the business. And I'm going, yes, that's what you want. Something that you never have to stop. You can keep helping people. And this is it. This is, I mean, it's just, you get to a point that you've got enough money, you've got enough cars, you've got enough all this stuff. But what you've got to have is this need to make a difference, not just make a living. That's what I love about this. I don't know anything better. I swear, I, I don't know anything better than this. I love it. I still love it. Loved it the minute I got into it. And I love it even more today because I see the difference it makes. And life is a choice and it's my choice. You probably know Harvey McKay too, right? Oh my God, he's neighbor. I've been to his home. Oh my gosh, you should see. I've got, I got his picture. You, you should see in my bathroom, I have a collage. I got the idea from Senator Barry Goldwater. And I have a collage of famous people, Mark Victor Hansen, several people, Tom Hopkins, all the different one, ones that are in there. And then I have pictures of children and family and celebrities, John Wayne and all the people I interview. Everybody needs a, a, a wall like it. You've got to see it. And uh, yes, Harvey McKay is uh, awesome. I, I just went to his last, Mark Victor Hansen and I both went to his last book signing here in Phoenix, yeah. his last book, yeah. Man, we know him well. He's a friend of the show, but he's just like you. He's unbelievably busy in his upper 80s, firing every day. That's how we stay alive, right? That's exactly. You gotta, you gotta wanna. First of all, you gotta wanna have this passion to to just say, I, I just want to spend every day. I ask myself every night before I go to sleep, who did I help today? Who did I help? And the next morning when I wake up, I'm just so grateful. And any day above ground is a good day. If you think you're having a bad day, try missing a few and you'll see how good this one is. But I ask, okay, how can I be so blessed? I mean, I look around my house. Y'all was raised within, out in, inside plumbing. We had to bathe the number two wash tub. I was ashamed. My daddy built a 48 plumber with no grill on it. I was ashamed. But that feeling, sorry, not, not sorry for myself, but sorry for my family. And I thought, this is messed up bunch. I got to help them. I got to make something out of myself. And that's what I was able to do. It was all about helping my family. And thank God, if you could see, my sister is um, in her late 80s. She is uh, number two income earner in a network, network marketing company. And she has round the clock care because she fell and broke her neck a few years ago. And what would she do? Because the healthcare is tremendous if she didn't have this ongoing source of income. When I talk about prepare for impact, who knew then? So that's a living example of how my sister and everybody watching this right now doesn't know, and you gotta be prepared for impact. You've gotta do the most you can do right now while you can, so that when you need it, it'll be there for you. I love that. We love you, Rita Davenport. RitaDavenport.com. Go buy some books, send her a note, send her money, send her- oh, Please buy some CD. Oh, I got all the secrets. I was listening to my stuff the other day. I went, my God, this stuff is so good. And that's not being humble. I know. Forget the, I'm sorry about the humble. But, and, and please, because my husband and my sons, they fill all the orders and they need something to do to keep <laughs> just missing. All right, everybody. We'll see y'all next time. I love you all. Thank you for having me, guys. You're so wonderful. I love you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can get a lot more content like this going to contactmapping.com.